today as we're recording Rishi Sunak's the Prime Minister yeah, Rishi. Um, you know so um, he came here recently you know and, and there was well, here. not here but oh. to Grantham he's in our studio no, the day off yeah 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 no I just hid him under a little <laughs> pile of books welcome back to making video your business we hope that you'll enjoy some of our stories shared experiences unique brand of humour and the insight from some fantastic guests without further ado lights camera So, video is pretty popular right now. <laughs> well, yeah, otherwise, otherwise you and me would be looking for a job somewhere, wouldn't we? Um, <laughs> Although, do you find looking for jobs? So, so I, because sometimes I think to myself, why am I doing this? You can go back to the dark side, though, right? Well, I don't know. Which is employment. I'm not saying employment is bad. It's but... not. No, employment is great. I mean, you know, employment, genuinely. Like, well, I normally turn up to work between nine and quarter past every morning, right? Yeah, I think... Sometimes the annoyance of the rest of the team. Th- but... If I was in a paid job, I'd get told off most mornings. I mean, I'd probably be there on time. But I think being self-employed has benefits. It has intrinsic benefits, okay? Work-life balance works. Well, (laughs) you say that. (laughs) But, I mean, look, you know, yeah, you can have um, more flexible time. Yeah. yeah? You can dictate what you earn, you know, um, and that's all good. But if you can't find it, you can't earn it. Mm. If you can't get it, you can't make it. And crucially, like... We've been running business now, what, five years, you know, and I sometimes have some wake up in a panic think, oh, Christ, you know, what if we don't get this or what if it doesn't come in or what if we can't make stuff? I mean, two years of COVID, you know, we, how we, how we managed to do that. I mean, oh, anyone listening or watching that survived COVID. <clears> yeah, well done. Two years of COVID disruption. Mm. We, our studios have flooded three times, you know. Oh, so, yeah, so we were actually, actually, actually under, underwater, had the fire brigade out. Yeah. You know, we've had... Um, ups and downs with staffing, you know, people leaving, you know, people coming in, going out, people leaving us, you know, we've, we've got an incredible team of people who work with us now, mm. um, you know, I prefer with and for, you know, colleagues rather than staff, you know, and, and the way we run our business is quite, you know, the nature of what we do is, is collaborative. So as a result, there is that feeling, but I think that self-employed versus employed, you know, when you are employed and you were employed, I've been employed, I worked in government for years, I was a journalist, you know, we did all that stuff, right? Mm. And there is a certain ethos and peace of mind that I worked in government for just under nine years or just over eight years. Cushy pension. Well, pension, holidays, and, and after five years of being there, I got an extra week's holiday. So I had six weeks leave a year. Um, but I worked when I walked in the door and then... When I left at quarter past five, I was done. And I didn't think about didn't work. take it home in your head. No, I didn't think yeah, about work. Is... I mean, unless unless there was something really pressing. I mean, on the whole, you work Monday to Friday. You go in at a certain time. You leave at a certain time. You're paid a certain amount of money. You have your holiday. You have your loo time. You get your pension. You do all those things, right? And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I think it comes down to, I was listening to, um, um, I know we're, we're sort of, this is a podcast, but <clears throat> obviously, you and I absorb information and we listen to other podcasts and I was listening to an incredible bit of content that Stephen Bartlett did on the Diary of a CEO. He's done well with his podcast. Oh, mate, an incre- <laughs> but he's an incredible human. I started following Stephen uh, when he was on The Secret Millionaire years yes. before yeah, he yeah. became um, a dragon and all that other stuff. So he's, he's done amazing and, and I actually think he's wonderful. I think he's an incredible mm. business person, but I think he's a 
genuinely brilliant human being because he's actually now comes across in the conversation well he's putting so much stuff back in now Mm. because he's had a load out and he's putting a lot back in to business and helping people he was having a really interesting conversation with jimmy carr Um, and on my takeaway from that was you know if you're happy and you've got enough Mm. then that's cool if you want to be self-employed great if you want to drive a fast car you want to buy an expensive watch you want to have a big house great fantastic if that's what makes you happy then fantastic but i don't think that the self-employed employed side of thing i just i don't think there's a difference i think it's if you're happy being employed great yeah if you're happy being self if you're happier you've got enough you've got enough happier being self-employed great yeah but my aspiration and my stuff changed you know when i became a dad you know i only really care about providing for my family and only really care about you take you're giving them experiences giving my children and my wife <clears throat> nice holidays being able to go and do things yeah and and enough is enough and we invest more time now as a business yeah we're growing and we're employing and we're doing that stuff right but we invest more time in how can we employ more people so we can grow our family how can we mm. um put stuff back into our town where we've been successful where well, we've been yeah i mean we joked about it years ago we wanted to be Grantham's google yeah like, that's well, not, we sort of are yeah i mean that's not like way. beanbags and you know <clears throat> flaky breakout areas but although the reason that we do have an arcade machine we do and the table tennis table fridge and beer <laughs> beer and fridge beer and fridge yeah that's, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah i mean look we used to play games on a friday afternoon yeah and now we're busy yeah. But we like being busy. Um, I mean, going back to the Stephen Barlett thing, when's enough is enough. Like, how how do you quantify that? I mean, with you, like you had your <laughs> visualization stuff. My wife, you know, uh, Michelle, who works with us, you know, she, mm. she sort of often says to me, she says, just walk around all the time like you're a millionaire. And I am not. Like, you know, I live in a modest house in a modest town. You drive a modest car. You know, I, I, you know, uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not. I don't have you know, like well. feel like you've, but I feel like I've won enough. the game. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've won the game. Mm. Like I don't feel like I, I just feel so fortunate. And I think for, um, you know, I, I had a, you know, I had a great upbringing, you know, I had parents who supported me. Um, you know, I've got great friends, you know, I, I've had good health, good health to now. I just feel fortunate. And so for me, all we, all I want to do now is grow our business to a point where we can do more stuff that benefits our community, our team, our staff. Yeah, I think one of our shared values is, I, I mean, I certainly would. I'd love to be in a financial position for, with work or through work that if a friend or a family needs help with something, you could just go just do it. for a yeah. couple of days just and do go, it. don't worry about it. I'll, I'll help you first have yeah. a video for you or I'll help you set up that web page or I'll give you a steer on your social media yeah. because we can. Like we've done, we do charity work every year. We've, we, we do, do a lot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we don't like to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of the charity. Big fan of the charity. Don't talk about it. <laughs> uh, no, no, we do. We do. I mean, we do. We we have a really strong sense of corporate social responsibility, and I think that's been invested in me from from government and actually hmm. seeing government no, have social responsibility. Well, I mean, government get a bad central government is one thing. Local government get a bad press, and I hmm. think they're working to quite tight budgets with people who genuinely care about their communities they're offering hundreds of services you know yeah there's dog poo and potholes and street lights yeah but you know we got the pothole team in grantham they've been filling well yeah but but there's but but it's the other things like parks and air quality and environmental health and rents and rates 
the whole benefit system is administered by local authorities at its grassroots level, at sort of local government level. It's just people like you and me who want to make a change, make change mm. want to do a good job. They're doing things and they've got a high level of corporate social responsibility. You know, they, they have a, um, like... Is a, there a document in local government that they have to tick a box for? Well, there are lots of things. There's lots of, there's lots of, lots of tick box exercises in government. <laughs> um, even if I'm uh, so, But the, uh, there's lots of tick box exercises in government. But I think some of the good things, you know, they've got, um, like... Responsible responsibilities for paying small businesses within seven days. And yes, they, I do like that. They, yeah. Yeah, it's really good, you know. And they they put on arts programs and they fund arts centres and they, you know, they keep the lights on in our theatre in Grantham and Stanford mm-hmm. and Bourne and Market Deeping, which is all part of their sort of coverage area. You know, they they keep leisure centres running. You know, they keep you know, yeah, leisure centres is huge. It's massive. Minute, yeah. I think yeah, it's one of those things, man. But coming back to it, you know, the difference between being employed and self-employed. I don't think there's a difference. The only difference between being self-employed and being employed is how much risk there is, mm. you know, and whether, you know, and going back to Stephen Bartlett and his podcast, you know, I was listening to another one of his things and there's a guy who's saying that, you know, in real terms, like as long as you can, you know, feed yourself, look after your family, have a roof over your heads, you know, you're doing well, man. You're doing really well. And I think... Yeah, I guess be I, careful what extra, you wish for. The right? extra stuff's just stuff. Like I, I'd rather do good things with and i think as a business we want to do good things and i think i, I think yeah, yeah and i've got a friend in newcastle actually and he'd love you know he set up a couple of community interest companies that you know not for profit and and he wants to make that change and really help his community and you know the things he does um and he's like a super skilled trades maker yeah. bend mix fix saw screw anything like he's good with all tools he's got like huge power tools and mm. big lathes and like band saws that cost him 18 grand and i'm like dude this is a wicked workshop but actually what i've said to him and it's only my advice or opinion is that if you make the money first in a private sort of way in mm. terms of a, you know a profit making company then take that money and then go and do good with it because yeah. i think sometimes you know like you mentioned secret millionaire before like so you can't do these things even though it'd be nice for anybody to do them but Unless you've got some financial backing, like you don't need to be at work for two mm-hmm. weeks or you don't need to be at work for a month while yeah. you're visiting A, B and C. Yeah. So, you know, I said to him, make the money first. It's not corporate cutthroat, just making some profit. Mm-hmm. Everyone's allowed to do that. You know, we live in a, in a democracy, but also yeah. a pretty forward thinking business country. Like we're not necessarily restraints, I mean, tax laws and stuff like that. But if you want to go out and make a success of yourself, no one stops you, right? Yeah. yeah. I mean, so it's interesting. I mean, I mean, sometimes it feels like government <laughs> tied both hands behind your back and, you know, knocking a leg off. Yeah. But try doing what we've done in Somalia. Try doing what we're doing in North Korea. Like, I mean, the fact that a lot of people think this country's gone to ruin, I think is yeah. a crazy statement to I think make. It's because... that, yeah. But, yeah. but yeah. anyway, but we've got off topic. So, yeah, all in all, yeah, I don't think there's a difference. So I think being self-employed and being employed, whatever suits you, suits you. And I think as long as you're happy and you, you know, and you feel like you've you've got enough, then, mm. then all power to you. It's interesting what is enough, isn't it? Yeah. I think it changes weekly or monthly or yearly. Mm. Depending on, like you said, you have children. Now, Changed. Enough for you was done. And... Yeah, enough, enough's enough, man. Yeah. I think do good things. And listen to Stephen Bartlett. Yeah, he's yeah. great. <laughs> So Matt, in your opinion, what is the fundamental difference between paying freelance yeah. and engaging with a production company of any scale? 
simple answer is you're normally going to get a man with a cam. So one guy, maybe just out of university, he's your classic freelancer. Day rates, you're probably looking at between 250 and 500 quid a day for a good cameraman. But you don't have the wraparound care, I think, anyway. I know we're a production company, but in terms of customer service, uh, resilience, responsiveness, because, you know, big or small, yeah, a single man band can be super responsive and probably puts a lot more work in, i say a lot more, maybe a few more hours into the edit than we would do, but we've got quality staff, quality people to rely on. We're not going to miss delivery dates because we've got more than one editor. So, yeah, you might get a slightly cheaper um, deal on the day, but I'm not saying the quality would be any worse because I'm, I'm imagining there's some amazing freelancers out there. But I'd definitely say that if you're looking to engage in a longer term partnership with video you know, being part of your marketing mix, then, yeah, chat to a few companies, go for a coffee, get the vibe of their office or their studio or just the people that run the business. You and can that, you rely on them? What do you think that value is? I know we at one point we were both freelance camera people. We, yeah, exactly. We were both freelance, freelance camera people once, right? Still are, I guess. Sort of in a way, yeah. Mm. But... What do you think are the sort of key benefits um, to both sides of the coin? You know, as far as I see it, if you get a single cameraman, you know, they're going to do things probably on a bit of a budget, you know, because they, they're not going to generate revenue, are they? Mm. So they're not going to be generating the amount of revenue that, that a company with broader scope will generate. So as yeah. a result, the likelihood is that the equipment won't be um, maybe as good. Sometimes it is, you know, um, audio, particularly lighting, breadth of stuff. And also, I think one of the key things for us is we've got such skill in our team and, I, and we're not alone. Like there are great production companies throughout the whole country. Yeah, yeah. You know, that breadth of skill and the, the knowledge of how different bits of equipment work. Um, I think, you know, the value in using a broader company is in having a broader staff base, you know, having the opportunity to send three people on a, sh on a bigger shoot yeah. or, you know, having the option of putting a licensed drone pilot out or having the option of, if you've got a larger shoot, you know, not having to rely on people who maybe may or may or not turn up. And we, you know, we've picked up stacks of work from freelance people because we picked up clients just because they've not turned up. Yeah, not turned up or they're too busy. They haven't got capacity. So they're turning work away because... It's just them doing the edit, them doing the filming, the planning, the pre-production, the customer service. Like you say, we both used to do that. The obvious thing for a, a client is, oh, how much is it going to cost us, right? Mm -hmm. Everything's price sensitive nowadays, but... Yeah, particularly at the moment, yeah. If you think about what you actually might get in terms of service and the untangibles with an actual production company, I'd say you actually get a cheaper product. Overall. Overall, yeah, because you can go back... To, I mean, it, I'm not saying that, you know... It's, it's, we didn't do well as freelancers, but I think we've done better as a production company. We feel yeah. stronger together. 100%. I think we're more 100%. in, more reliable for clients, you know, certainly bigger clients that we always go back to the uh, Christmas advert with John Lewis. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure with the staff we've got and us included, we could make the John Lewis advert, get enough time, resource, you know, actors, talent, locations. We could storyboard that and do an equally good job with hired cameras and cine lenses. But they're happy to pay a hundred grand because it will get delivered yeah. on the thirtieth of November, yeah. knowing that it needs to go out on telly on the first. And that's of the December. key, I think. I think it's peace of mind. Very much. I think it's peace of mind. I think that's worth paying for. Right? I agree. I think. I think it's peace of mind. I mean, there are some. Actually, to be fair, like, you know, let's not. 
you know, let's not bemoan freelance. No, Because actually sure. we rely on them heavily Very sometimes. Much. And there are some incredible freelance cameramen and photographers. And we well, worked with someone on Microsoft. Oh, you. Oh, that, that amazing, amazing people who are great. Um, and they make their living just going from one job to the next to the next to the next. And that's absolutely fine. But I think a lot of the time those freelancers are working for production companies like us we'll, mm. we'll pull a freelance person in drop them into our team to strengthen it um but they're actually the client is paying the production company they're not about buying the freelance certainly when you start pushing into some of the larger blue chip yeah well i mean there is a cost benefit to that and a cost to having that that it goes back to peace of mind peace of mind and i mean it's i guess it's the same with cars or you know expensive goods like if you buy a rolex you know it's probably going to keep working. Whereas well, without if you buy doubt, one without doubt, a market or London Borough market, nothing against those kind of watches, but you might need to replace the battery quicker. It might go wrong. I'm not saying it will go wrong, but you know, peace of mind. Peace of mind. Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed our podcast and you'll join us again for some more hints, tips, and advice about making video your business. Okay, that's a wrap. Let's cut it there, guys. <laughs>